Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of TSP. Uh, this week, I have a special guest who works in the same area that I work in at Co-Tribe in, in Hawley. And one of the things that kind of annoys me is that when we play Ven, and we talked about it the other week uh, with, with my guest, Steve Palmer, he can pick up <laughs> on anything that, that I'm gonna do. Any move I make, say, no, I know what you're gonna do. So he screws me over. But <laughs> other than that, I, I uh, this guy, he's uh, you know, just just it's kind of like an idol, right? There's the way he does things, you know, it's really really great. But what I want to do before we get into speaking with my guests now, as mentioned, every Saturday I'll be doing TSP with various guests or myself. So this is an opportunity for anyone who wants to share their experiences of public speaking and share that with everyone, okay? Well, uh, unless that everyone could be my, my pet dog. Actually, I don't have a pet dog. It could be one person. Whoever it is, it's not just a benefit for people listening to you to get advice and different tips, but it's also beneficial for yourself. How is it beneficial for yourself? Well, you would think if when you talk about your past experiences, maybe something will trigger in your mind thinking ah why did i do this ah that worked for me right well i better look back on it and revisit that place and maybe i should use that technique i, I used 10 years ago but without a further ado i introduce to you my guest stuart lorden how are we doing this this fine well it's, it's a bit it's a bit cloudy but it's nice and warm yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks for inviting me onto the show, Tarif. It's uh, it's good to join you. Yeah, it's great. And 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 tell me, how how's your week been so far? And what's it been? What's it been like? Week's been really good. My weeks are always very hectic. A mixture of professional work, multiple children, managing a, an under tens football team, and various other bits and pieces. But I love it. I love doing all of it. I love. I love being busy and being productive. That's Good. the important bit. Good. Good stuff. And and what we'll do for the audience is we just want to find out more about yourself. You know, what is your background and where do you come from and what do you do currently as well? Yeah, sure. Um, I've worked pretty much in corporate for about 20 years. I left corporate life in the summer of 2016 to start my own business, which is a property investment stroke development company. So my company purchases properties, typically student properties, and we refurbish those. I work with investors that invest funds into my company and we provide them with, with good returns. Like yourself, I've also recently launched uh, a podcast, yes, which can be found on executivejuice.com. Yep. And I also do some consultancy work as well as other things I've just mentioned. So I've got four children, two boys, twin girls, and yeah, wife, been happily married for almost 13 years this September. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, she keeps reminding me that it's time for more diamonds, but um, <laughs> I keep deflecting <laughs> that question. <laughs> but in a nutshell, that's me. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, of course, you have that busy, hectic lifestyle as well. But, you know, you get a lot of benefit from it as well. And of course, having that family of, of, of five or, 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 you know, that, that you have is, is great. But I, and of course, with this podcast, talking about public speaking experiences, I wanted to find out, you know, from, from yourself, 
just in general, what is your experience of public speaking? So public speaking, again, I think it's a really good question because I think everyone might have different connotations. Mm. I think when I first think about public speaking, I'm naturally drawn to, you know, the best man speech, mm. yep. that kind of thing. But my experience of presentation, uh, public speaking is around predominantly presentation. So in corporate right. life, that would have been presentations ranging from just presenting to my immediate team, which could have been two to four people, then towards the end, presenting in front of a company of two to 300 people. Um, There was one presentation I remember at Reading Football Club where we had to stand up and present our areas. And I think the difference for me was that when I first started public speaking, I think it's one of those, again, they're words which have connotations, but once you understand the routines and and how you might prepare. Once I was presenting in front of the company, I actually started to really enjoy it. I also do do a number of presentations in my private life as well. For example, for the football club that I'm a coach at, we might have to present to other football coaches, to parents. We have award ceremonies where I'll be presenting awards to the kids, you know, best player awards, you know, best improved. So for me, public speaking is really anywhere where I'm required to get up and talk about a subject or yeah. present something to people um, in a public environment, I guess. Yeah. And, and just going back to that, you mentioned in your first experience of public speaking that once, you know, you, you got into the rhythm of it, that you really enjoyed it. So I just want to understand that there was no feeling of, of nervousness or, or shyness or getting up on the stage and presenting to, to people. There, there wasn't any of that or was it just, you know, was that something that you just... That you overcame as the more that, that, that you spoke on stage, if that makes sense. For me, there's always an element of nervousness because, well, certainly for me, you know, you don't want to make a, you know, make an ass of yourself, really. Yeah. And this um, environment, particularly, it was a stage which was in the middle of the auditorium, so essentially, right. almost had an audience of three hundred and sixty degrees around you. Okay. Which yeah, you know, some of these startups have now, and I just think. You know, I couldn't think of anything worse. You know, than standing up and talking to a group of people while there's a bunch of other people looking at you, the yeah. back of your head or, your, you know, your backside. Yeah. So you had to constantly move around to make sure that you're presenting. So yeah. to answer your question, yeah, of course, always nerves. But I think you know, it's something you will come on to. But something I, I had to develop for me mm. was my perception was that people that were good at public speaking yeah. were just naturally good. Right. And I just okay. always thought, I, I wish I could be like that. Yeah. But for me preparation was really key Mm. and once I was prepared then I might have had nerves but then I would be kind of almost running in an automated fashion because I knew exactly what pretty much exactly what I was going to say yeah I remember doing a um, speech obviously a best man speech for for my best friend obviously Mm. and it was a really nice environment we were in a pub a really big pub he had his reception a really big pub but it had kind of like three tiers to it and it was in almost like an atrium. Okay. So where the presentation was, there were two levels. So there would be people stood around me at my level, so all eye level, yep. but then also at another level on a balcony, a bunch of people standing around, and then on another level. So almost you look at this whole you know, pub full of people. Yeah. And I remember I had the, I had the notes for my speech in my hand, right. which I'd folded up into squares, which, which what I do is I, obviously I write down exactly what I want to say, and particularly when it's a best man speech, there's certain things you want to make sure you say, because mm. you've really got to embarrass the guy. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's no point just being nice. No, right? exactly. No, that's my job as a best man. But I remember I'd written down the key words and I'd fold up in my hand. Yeah. And once I took the microphone, I realised I just did the speech. 
and a number okay. of people came up to me and said, "Wow, that's amazing! Like, you know, how do you, how can you do that so naturally?" And I just thought, if only you knew how many times <laughs> I'd read that blooming speech yeah. for it to look that natural. Yeah. You know, and it's quite funny. So, and I think that's quite interesting. People have this fear that you know they need those notes in their hand, even if they've practiced it a thousand times or something. They think, right. I need those notes there. Mm. But when they realize that actually when they start doing the thing, that they start doing their speech, they don't need them at all. Right? And, and again, this is actually a key thing that's been running through all the other podcasts is talking about being, um, being prepared as, as much as, as you can. Mm. And if you're not prepared, you're going to screw yourself over as well. But talk to me, how, how did that speech go? How much did you embarrass your friend? How many t- t- details did, did you spill? A small handful. I mean, <laughs> I've got yeah three or four friends that we've known each other since we were five years old. We actually all went to primary school together, secondary school, so we know far too much. And of course, the problem is if you, if you throw too if you throw too much mud, yeah, there's going to be a, a certain amount that comes back at you. So, I you know, I was kind enough, but shared enough that. Uh, you know, to get to get people to know a little bit more about him and just to you know provide some amusing stories. So not not too much. Okay, good. And, and do you still do you still have your notes when you when you're when you're about to do a speech, or do you feel that you've done that in the past and you realise you actually don't need to do that? Do you still do that? No, no. So it's absolutely right. So I think it's a strange one because professionally I wouldn't do that, but because right. it was a personal and and again, what it was just a mental thing. It was just a mindset thing to think, oh, it's my friend's wedding and I really don't want to screw up whereas right. usually if it, if it were a presentation yeah. once I've gone through my routines of doing what I do then I, d- I don't worry but right. no so but now I just I wouldn't and I think that also has come with experience so this was potentially five six years ago yeah. um, but I've, I've had a lot of experience now of speaking in front of larger groups of people yeah. Yeah, both personally and privately and I think while there's always an element of nerves because there's always that Oh, I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. Whether it's come with age and or experience, I now accept that we all will make mistakes and right. I might make mistakes and I, I don't let that, you know, so that fear doesn't happen. So yeah. to answer your question directly, no, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have those notes anymore because yeah. once I've prepared, yeah. I'm comfortable with what I'm saying and if I miss something out, I miss something out. Mm. The audience yeah. won't know. Yeah. Um, so so it, it won't really matter as long as my key points come out that, that I'm there to make for whichever... Yeah. Uh, reason I'm there for yeah then that's fine and again having that you know going back to being prepared and if you do miss stuff out then of course if the audience doesn't pick on it as you said then it's fine you, you keep going but yeah. I think for a lot of people and maybe at the start of their public speaking experiences that they would say they would look to the audience and say sorry mm. and, and just and maybe pause or maybe grab a bottle of water or something and then try and fumble around but yeah. I, I, I want to find out because not everything is perfect w- with public speaking experiences. Because because I know that you know I've I've stood up in, in front of a, a group of people at school at a model UN thing and I've screwed up completely, right? But I, I just want to find out what are the what are the bad sort of experiences that, that you've had in public speaking. Have you have you had any experiences where you've tripped up, or you, you've made a mistake, and and then you realise, uh oh, what's what's going on here? The short answer to that question is undoubtedly one of the best learning experiences I had was was part of my training probably 10-15 years ago and I'd advise anyone if they get the opportunity to do it to do it which was we did presentations where we were recorded right 
and we did several of them. And it's possibly one of the most excruciating experiences I've had to go through, mm. you know, within reason, in terms of first world challenges. <laughs> Watching myself present back and just looking at how I stood, my hand movements, the fact that I might rock side to side when I was talking. And these were all things I would have done prior to that point. Mm. Even if I'm stood there in front of people thinking I'm presenting this well, when I actually watched myself as objectively as I could, I realised that I would be unconsciously just rubbing my hands together or, you know, literally leaning from side to side. So there there were kind of things like that. And Mm. but at the end of that um, course, if you like, of watching myself back a number of times, I managed to almost not eliminate. But I think what happened was I realised that once you learn that stuff, you can then decide on. Um, how you want to present. Yeah. So, for example, um, I'm sort of digressing from your question around mistakes because I can't think of anything specifically, but I know that I would have done. And there, there would have been times where, for me, it would have been around technology. If, if I'm presenting to a large audience and I've got slides yeah. where I've just moved the slides on too quickly and I'm, or, or, I've, or I've spoken too quickly. Mm. Again, you know, that's just learned with experience. But the, the, the great thing that came... To me, after watching myself, as painful as it was, I could I suddenly had the awareness. And for me, that was a huge thing to get an awareness of what I was doing. Yeah. And I realized that there were a number of different styles. So actually I could I could stand on the stage with my hands on my pockets if I wanted to. Yeah. I could stand stand on the stage with my hands on my side if I wanted to. Mm. But now I had the choice. Whereas before it would have either been really uncomfortable following my arms, putting yeah. my hands, not knowing what to do with my hands, but actually Learning to just be comfortable, just standing up in front of people, just literally just standing with my arms to my side was a, yeah. was a really big thing. And then I thought, okay, what's my style? Yeah. And that was a really good learning for me to then decide which style I wanted to present with. Yeah. And actually the content would determine that style. Because if I'm standing in front of people, from a professional standpoint, if I'm presenting to potential investors, yeah. um, I'm not going to, you know, sit down on a chair like I'm a little bit today, yeah. you know, but slouch and cross my arms and then just talk very loosely I'm going to be a lot more engaged I'll stand up and I'll lean forward because I'm giving them information and I want to be very specific Mm. if I'm presenting to a bunch of 10 year old kids and their parents about our season gone by I'll probably be a little bit more relaxed in how I speak so I think that was a big learning for me and sorry just to finish on the point it's just knowing that when I do make mistakes I'll acknowledge it and just think about how I might not do that the next time yeah, and I think when you were hitting on talking about have, having the finding your different styles and <clears throat> of speaking as well to your different audiences, that, that's also, of course, it's it's key. And as you said, if you were to stand up in front of a bunch of 10-year-olds and act in, in a corporate way, uh, you, you probably scare them, right? <laughs> you, they'll, they'll probably think you're, you're the worst kind of person to stand up in front of them. And if you were to talk to the corporate guys like there were 10 year olds they'll think well this guy's taking taking the piss out of us yeah right and yeah and you know that kind of hits on what i kind of do as well is that you start completely in in a neutral position like you then find out ways of how you should move around and, and do things things like that yeah and i think that's quite and i think it's quite good that you've done that yourself to become self-aware and self-conscious of, of what you're doing as well and through watching a recording. But I just, I just want to talk about what are your thoughts on public speaking? What do you think it should be, you know? What are your view, your views on that? It's a broad question. Mm. I think what you've just spoken about 
and what we were talking about, you know, identifying styles for me comes down to the objective. Yeah. So that's the, for me, that's the first thing is why, why am I stood in front of these people? Yeah. What's, what do we want them to get at the end of it? Mm-hmm. Do we want them to buy something? Do we want them to understand something? Do we want them to take an action? Yeah. Is it all of the above? So for me, public speaking is generally that there has to be a message delivered. Mm. You as the speaker are delivering that message. Yeah. And that was another really great learning for me. And it was a trainer. I wish I could remember his name to give him the, the appropriate props. But it was that we are the message. Now, we might use slides. We might use a flip chart. But we are the people that are delivering the message. Anything else is, for me, supporting that. Yeah. But it shouldn't come in front of. So public speaking for me is about getting the message across aligned to whatever the objective is for why you're there and, and sometimes I question that do I does it need to be done mm-hmm. is this the right method yeah um, generally the events are the right method you know if I'm doing a you know I've done a, a summit event as well where we've presented to people it's what's the message so again that was getting really clear on the audience right so the audience could have been new people into property investment yeah and the message would be well okay these are the channels of or the, the property strategies that might be available to you. And it was making sure I was speaking in the right language yeah. rather than using very specific uh, sector language. Mm. So again, to answer the question directly, it's really about sharing a message mm. with aligned to the objective for me. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, if you don't have a clear message for the right audience, then again, it's like that thing, you know, you're talking in front of a corporate group or you're talking in front of a bunch of 10-year-olds. If you switch the message, it's, it's not going to have the correct effect uh, as well. So, of course, you know, we've kind of gone into it and I think we might have covered it maybe towards the beginning. But you're talking about, when we talk about giving tips and advice to people, other than being prepared as, as much as you, as much as you can, being the biggest thing that you can do. What are the other sort of tips or advice that, that you could give to maybe somebody who somebody who's in a management position or maybe they're starting out, right? Or maybe somebody who is an entrepreneur and they've got all these great ideas about their business and they're just struggling to figure out figure out a way to deliver their message in a clear and concise way what are the sort of things that you would say to that person if they were sitting in front of you now right or for this group of people what are the key things that you would tell them to do to change the way they speak in public or improve their public speaking skills for me personally it's it's about practice mm. delivering the message especially if you know we're talking about verbal communication so is the intonation right Am I articulating the point I want to make? Right. Because again, in the early days, this aligns with your question around mistakes. I, I think I probably over-verbalise things because right. part of my defence mechanism was I just I just start talking, mm. and I might just start filling in. Yeah. And silence is something I've learnt to get more comfortable with. So if I, if there needs to be a pause, I'll pause. And it, it can be uncomfortable for some people. It can still be uncomfortable for me, but I've realised that's quite important. So for me. Because it's verbal communication, practicing is really key. How I do that is I think about, again, it's nothing we haven't spoken about so far, but it's the objective of what I'm talking about. So if we're talking about, you've just mentioned busy professionals, entrepreneurs, if they've got a message to get out, what are the, what the I basically retrofit the message. So that if the end result is I want someone to do X. Yeah. 
what do I need to tell them? What are the key points and the messages I want to get across? Well, these are those messages. And then essentially just getting it down in front of me, being clear on what my message is. Yeah. And then I would take it out. I'd probably start with my poor wife. Uh, and I'd, <laughs> I'd deliver that message and I'd say, right, just try and be as objective as you can, which you can't, but try and be as objective as you can. <laughs> And how does this sound? No yeah. doubt she'll give me some of the truth and just, you know, because she's very nice and she's like, oh, that's really good. Um, <laughs> and she'll she'll tell me to, maybe that I've used words I didn't need to use or mm. maybe, I'll, and I'll try that with other people. And what's great about our environment here is we've got other people we can bounce off that are quite um, subjective. So I, I would yeah. definitely say where you can, speak with people that you know, yeah. potentially trust and, well, ideally respect their opinion. Yeah. And give that message to them and just ask them, be clear on what you want back. You know, is the message clear of what I'm delivering and I'm articulating it? And as I said, for me, the thing about the practicing, particularly when it comes to presenting, is getting the intonation right. Because if I'm if I'm just so fixated on delivering a message and I just say, right, this is my message and I really need to get you this message, mm. I'm already asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the key points I must get across? You know, what am I what do I need to deliver with emphasis? Yeah. What do I need to deliver with clarity yeah. and so on? And, and for me, that comes through practicing, practicing, practicing. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and just talking about delivering a message as, as well in, in, a, in an exciting way, do you use stories or, you know, maybe personal experiences or it could be an experience that you've, you know, you, you've seen somebody do something, you know, do you use stories when you're doing your presenting? Not as often as I'd like to. Okay. I think a lot of people talk about that and I haven't used them as often as I wish I could. Right. I probably need to do more if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm not as good at the storytelling part and that's probably because I haven't planned to introduce those. I think where I can, for me, it's usually about injecting personality. Mm. How can I inject my personality? For me, and for me, that... I usually just bring in something personal about myself okay. and that's yeah. how I do it. And, but I think, I do think storytelling is really good. Yeah. I also think there's a balance. There are other, I've heard other um, speakers, orators use stories all the time. Yeah. And you get after, after two, a couple of messages, you got to kind of get anesthetized to it. So mm. like everything, I think there's balance. So not as often as I, as I should, I think is the answer to that question. Yeah. Okay. And you, you talk about, bringing your own personality to the people. How would you consider yourself? What is your personality? I like to think that I apply levity to situations, right. especially in corporate land and business land. I think that's changing. The landscape's definitely changing over the last years. I can see everything softening up a bit, but certainly you know, 10 years ago, it was, it was serious. You know, it, it still is serious. In some business meetings, even now, if we're in project management meetings, everything can get quite a bit staid, a bit black and white, mm. a bit grey even, yeah. and just get a little bit boring. I'd like to just bring some personality, a bit of colour into it, because I, I just think, well, we might be talking about business, but why can't it be fun if we're here? Yeah. Why, can't, why can't this be interesting and fun? So for me, bringing personality would just be maybe being a bit irreverent about what we're doing, even though we're all clear that what we're doing is important and we've got a clear message, but yeah. let's, let's have fun with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, were you the first person to, let's say maybe five or six years ago, maybe, you know, eight years ago or something, or, or talking about when, the, you know, the first presentation that you did where you brought out your personality, 
how, how did you feel about that? You know, when did you make the decision, right, actually, I want to bring myself to this group meeting, whatever it is, and, and really kind of change things up and make things a bit more exciting? And when, when, did, when did you decide to do that? And what was your first experience of doing that? I think in the first few years of, of doing presentations, it would be more, if, if I was in inverted commas, more junior it would be okay I just got to get this message across yeah and how do I do that because there would be if, if I was presenting in front of clients there'd, there'd be a nervousness to make sure that I've got it right right for me with experience after a few years it was okay well if I'm delivering a message then it has to involve me right so I, I wouldn't say there was like a really a cognizant moment which is like oh I'm just going to bring this in and I'm, yeah. I certainly wouldn't I'm sure some people that may hear this think, well, Stuart, your, some of your presentations weren't that exciting <laughs> but, <laughs> because we were talking business. But I think after a few years of, of presenting, just decided, well, actually, if, if I'm going to be the guy standing in front of you, I, yeah. I should personalise it for me. Otherwise, it could be anyone. So yeah. it has to have elements of me in it, yeah. which I think naturally happens anyway once, you, once you're doing this repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, that, that's always going to happen. Is uh, as you said, it's not a, a thing that you that you just switch on. It oh, it takes time to do that. The more presentations you, you that you do, the easier it is to find your style and the way that you communicate with people. And I think that that's always a, a clear thing. So just just finally then, then to kind of finish off, do you have any other things or, or thoughts or? Uh, things you want to share with the audience, maybe with my pet dog that is that is listening, or my fish in the bowl, <laughs> which I, I always bring it. I, I always is. I never ever say my my grandmother or my mum or whoever it is. I always say my pet dog or my fish <laughs> in a bowl. Are there any other sort of like final thoughts that, that you want to just share about anything with public speaking? I think I would say push past the fear and do it. Yeah, it's easy to sit here and or sit somewhere and ruminate or overanalyze about how it's going to go yeah. all of the cliches i've heard unfortunately are true you know most people that are in a, an environment where you're going to be public speaking aren't willing you to fail mm. they actually just want to hear whatever it is you've got to say yeah but there seems to be this sort of inherent fear which is like oh they're all going to laugh at me or they're all going to but no one is you know that's the truth and in some cases people might just not care that much right and for me it's so it's don't be afraid of it. And once you, once you, you, you start doing it, mm. I think, it, you know, your, certainly my experience was it just got better. And those fears have remained, but they're just much smaller now because I push them to one side and, and I'll just say, what, whatever is myself saying about, oh no, they're gonna laugh or you're gonna get that word wrong. Yeah. Um, I will just say this, so there was a presentation I had to do about a month ago at a big retailer client and it was presenting certain categories of food mm. and one of the categories and I've never heard this word before is where you have um, pastries croissants the 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 categories viennoiserie the, the what viennoiserie <laughs> I think I think that's right <laughs> but someone put that on the presentation and my way around it was I, I had to practice that word several times right but then I just joked about it in the presentation. I said, someone's put this in here to test the word viennoiserie, which I think I just got right. But 
Yeah. It brought a smile to people's faces and we just talked about it. Yeah. But that, that was a direct result of just actually facing the thing I feared the most, which was, I'm going to screw this word up in this presentation. Do you know what? I'll highlight that word yeah. and we'll talk, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and that's how it worked. So I think, yeah. and, and everyone in the room, even if I had just tried it to, to say I got it wrong, I, if I just started, I'm sure someone would have just poked me, said the word and we'd have moved on, had a laugh and moved on. So yeah. the biggest fears, even if they do come true, does it really matter? Probably yeah. not. Yeah, so yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And, and and you know, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences as well. But of course, as you said, you have your own podcast, Executive Juice. Yeah, that's it, executivejuice.com. So tell us, tell us all about executivejuice.com. What it, what is that all about? Well, thank you for the opportunity for a plug, and I won't make it a long plug. But essentially, we interview CEOs, entrepreneurs, business leaders from all over the world. Literally, the first. Uh, three guests. First was from uh, the USA, second worked six months in uh, Tuscany and the third lives in Rio de Janeiro as an expat out there. So we're interviewing people all over the world, sharing some really good insights on people that are just living, yeah, creating freedom in their lives, which we're all looking for, whether that's in a job or you know, creating their own businesses. So mm. that's what we do, executivejuice.com. Good, good stuff. And just to finally say, uh, again, uh, I know we, we're coming to the end. I don't know. I've said this at the beginning as well, and I've said this every single week. I sound like a broken record. But for those people and for who want to share their experiences of public speaking, such as Stuart Lord and right here with executivejuice.com and his experiences, do get in touch. I will put my contact details below in, in this podcast. But for those of you who maybe, maybe don't want to look at the post and you just want to hear it and you like hearing things, well, do contact me at nakvispeakersacademy at gmail.com okay that is nakvispeakersacademy at gmail.com or get in touch if you want to get in touch via LinkedIn do search up a name and then we can have a discussion but the three main questions what are your experiences of public speaking what are your thoughts on public speaking and are there any tips or advice that you could give to the people that are listening Thank you very much. You've been listening to TSP. Stuart, thank you very much. Again, it was really, really great. We'll have a handshake and then thank they, you very they, much. Might, they might hear it <laughs> over the recording or they, they might not. Maybe they do have really good hearing. But uh, again, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. I, I think everyone's going to have kebabs now, aren't they? <laughs> yes, I believe there'll be a kebab waiting for me outside. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, guys, for listening and I will catch you next time.